Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church by interviewing members and other friends of the ministry. We always start by personally inviting you to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We have two services Sunday morning, one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m., and we have Japanese and Korean translation during that 11 a.m. service, and that's also the service we live stream, and you can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we're back in our Roman study, Romans 6, 1 to 4 this week, the need for change. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Well, half a day, Chris. This week we're coming back. This will be part four of our series. And we missed last week because of our counseling conference, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. But I'm eager to get back into studying this really practical, really important section of the scripture, talking about change. And in fact, this week launches the the, uh, chapter six, which really begins to dive into the problem with sin, what it means, how it's impacted us, and uh, what the scripture has to say about change. I mean, that's the idea. So I hope that you'll join us as, uh, as we study the first part of Romans chapter six. Well, I'm really pleased to have Tony and Joanna Dunka with us today. Welcome, you guys, to Harvest Time. Thank you, Pastor. It's good to be here. Tony's a teacher with GDOE, and uh, what do you teach, Tony? I teach consumer math and business math. Okay, and also manages some properties. That's correct. And uh, Joanna's also a teacher, formerly at HCA, but now teaching kids at home, right? You guys have, well, four children, right? Yes. Tell us about your family, Joanna. We have four children. One has graduated, our eldest, Anthony, and he is in the Navy currently, and he is a aviation mechanic and really enjoys what he does. And we have three other teenagers at home, and so our house is busy and loud, and I love it, and um, we're just thankful to be homeschooling and um, having the kids enjoy the things that they are learning, and it's been a blessing to homeschool them. We love your family and uh, the impact your whole family has on our church body. We're so thankful for you. We love watching your kids grow up and the things that they're involved in and their interests in music and athletics and Academics, I would assume, um, all kinds of stuff. But we're really thankful for your family, uh, Tony. I know that you grew up on Guam. What area? Did you, what area did you grow up in? I grew up in Central Area, Barragata, and um, so I was mom and dad, and there was eight of us: four boys and four girls. So it was a full house. Where are you in the middle of the whole thing? I'm on the upper half, so um, I'm the fourth from the oldest and a fifth from the youngest, and so I qualify as that. Uh, Middle child. You are the middle child. <laughs> That's <You're> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Any favorite memories for you of growing up here on island? You know, um, you, you hear people talk about as they get older and they moved out and they've experienced life and then they realize, you know, I didn't know I was doing without until later on. Yeah. Uh, it was just normal. Uh, my mom and dad placed a high emphasis on uh, family time. Uh, being together, the simple things. We um, we grew up and we just uh, enjoyed each other's company. Um, we didn't have many friends outside of our family because that was a full house, and so there was no need to uh, seek out uh, friends. And so we 
we had our, our playmates were right there. Yeah. And now, I mean, you're having such a significant influence as a teacher. How long have you been teaching? What schools? Uh, about 30 years yeah. uh, I've been teaching. I've done all three levels, elementary, middle, and high school. And uh, I really enjoy working with uh, students. I, I especially enjoy working with teens, mm -hmm. uh, trying to teach them how to transition from where they are into adulthood. And so that's been a, a real enjoyable uh, experience for me. You're at what school now? I know uh, GW High School. Okay, GW, and you're teaching juniors and seniors mainly, right? That is correct. Okay. Joanna, you grew up stateside, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit of your background? Grew up in a, in a pastor's home, right? Tell yes. us your background and what brought you out here and maybe how you and uh, Tony connected. Yes, I had the privilege and blessing of growing up in a, a pastor's home, and my dad has been in the ministry um, about 50 years, and mm. um, what a, a privilege and yeah. grace of God to grow up in that that home. And um, I, I went to Bob Jones um, for elementary education, and um, through some different circumstances, um, the Lord led me here to Guam, and it was a little bit farther than I had thought, and but I'm so so thankful that God brought me here and um, to be part of the ministry here. And Tony and I met here, and you know, um, as a lot of people know, harvest um, harvest teachers and staff come out for three years, and that's probably what my parents kind of thought at that time. And now I've been here nearly twenty years, and. Um, so the Lord brought me out here, and the Lord keeps me here, and, and love keeps me here, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool seeing your family um, grow up and uh, seeing God's blessing on your home, on your marriage, on your family. I'm really honored, uh, honored by that. I asked you guys to join me specifically today because uh, we just completed a counseling conference with, uh, with Faith Church in Lafayette. We had some pastors from Indiana that came out. Faith Church has been leading this counseling conference for, well, really 45 years is, is what they told us. And uh, we had the privilege last week for four days of sort of full-time, you know, onslaught of teaching from, five, or from four different pastors there at Faith in some areas of uh, counseling. I think we had a, a I didn't get the final number, around 170 registrants that were here for those days. It was really a stretching, challenging four days, right? Yes. It yes. was intense. It was good, but intense. Yeah. Could you guys tell me, I, I don't know which one first, maybe Tony, we could start with you. What were some of the, you know, maybe the biggest impact that these days had together? Maybe describe for us what happened. Maybe we should start there. Well, I knew it was important because it was uh, constantly talked about in church, so we knew already in advance that we were going to be attendees. Um, it was more than I expected. Um, I know that they kept on talking about the uh, the fire hose, and I, I kept on thinking, you know. <laughs> it, it, the fire it, hose, what do you mean by that? Uh, but trying to drink water out of a fire hose. Right. It was just a flood of information that was coming our way, and so um, it was a lot. And uh, it, it was all good. Uh, I think that was the frustration for me, if, if I may use the word frustration, is yeah. because I knew how important it all was and trying to, you know, sort it out and figure, you know, I'll have to go through this later on because this is all important. But I was very impressed uh, with uh, the delivery of the format. Um, 
the presentation was just incredible. I mean, these pastors, uh, um, I know that they do this regularly, but I was just impressed with the uh, uh, just how systematically things rolled out. It was everything made sense. It was sense it all pieced together correctly, and so um, I was I was really um, um, impressed with it. One of the things that I, I gathered, I think, more than anything else, was how doable um, this whole thing is as far as biblical counseling. It kind of reminds me of uh, many years ago when I had actually thought about joining Campus Crusade. And I remember one of the things, of course, is we, they use the four spiritual laws. But, you know, as a new Christian, you kind of have that feeling of inadequacy and well, I'm not sure whether I can present this right. and you know, maybe yep. get somebody who's more mature and has Bible knowledge all over the place. And someone explained this to me at that time. They says, you know, it says here, you know, share Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and leave the results to God. Mm-hmm. And the guy says to me, did you notice that you're not in the equation there at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you can remove yourself. And so that very thing being communicated, I know some questions came from the congregation regarding, well, what if I don't experience this, or what if I can't empathize? And it was handled very well about, no, you bring it back to the Bible. Maybe I didn't necessarily go through that, but Jesus understands perfectly. And I said, that is a beautiful thing. It just takes the pressure off you all of a sudden. So, you know what? You don't have to leave this to the pastoral staff and say, you know, it's up to you because you guys are the trained people and this is what you do, that everybody and anyone can participate. Yeah, that's really good. One of the things that I took away, actually, even before the team came, I had an opportunity to interview Pastor Viers and some of the others pre-visit, you know, visit, and he said it then, he repeated it in the conference, but he said, everybody is a counselor. It just matters what kind of a counselor you are, and that's true, and I think everybody can relate to that. People come to you. You might be an expert or even have some ideas in certain things, but people are going to come to you and want to know what you think about life and about the decisions that they're making, and you have the opportunity to help them along the way. The question is whether you're actually going to help them or not, and so much of that is about about preparation. So I got some more questions about that, but Joanna, what about for you? Maybe the big impact kind of summary of the week and then we'll be more specific. A lot of what was said was very familiar things. It was things that that we know, um, but it was it was in a a way that just reminded us about the su- sufficiency of scripture mm-hmm. and that I would say that the biggest thing for me is, you know, we always want to have the right answer, and we we want to be able to tell someone what they should do, how how they should do it. And like Tony said, it's not about us; it is about the scripture. And I may not have an answer for someone, but I know where to find it, and I know that taking someone to God's word and um, that will help them be able to find the answers that they're looking for. Tony, you mentioned this, which I think is at the core of the burden of our pastors in regard to this, that uh, the responsibility and the purpose of pastors or the responsibility of pastors in Ephesians chapter 4 is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And 
um, one of the things that we're particularly burdened for, especially as we, we're in such a sweet season in the life of our church where God's just bringing us you know, many new people every week. I mean, you guys are part of just being such a warm welcome to people that come to Harvest, but every week there's new people and guests that come, and some of them are familiar with the scriptures. Some of them, it's really their first time in church for a long time, or at least a, a church that you know is like Harvest. And um, it can be a little bit overwhelming if the job of helping people to know spiritual, you know, direction and what to do with the issues in my life, it's only left to the pastors, then we're in trouble. And in fact, unfortunately, that's what happens in a lot of churches is that the pastors kind of take on that job. But that's not the pastor's job, actually. (laughs) pastor's job is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And the work of the ministry isn't only talking about, you know, you know, teaching Sunday school or, you know, uh, ushering or serving in the nursery. This is it, counseling others and helping them in their spiritual growth. So I'm really burdened for that. Did you guys feel some of that as as the teachers were here? Yes. Uh, I mean, Harvest has done a phenomenal job as far as, um, you know, providing the opportunities for everyone to not just come to church but serve in, in the various ministries that are here and available and um, so I, I know that, and I felt that from the moment that I came to Harvest. Um, but this uh, counseling seminar kind of took it a step further and made it so that, you know, you're not just going to be um, – you, you, to be a spectator is not sufficient. You have to be a participant. And I think what is conveyed to new people like you just brought up a little bit ago is that if they see a layperson, you know, hey, there's Tony, and I mean, he just – shaking hands or whatever and just talking to people he's just a normal guy which i am they can realize well then you know i can do the same mm-hmm. you know uh this is a doable thing uh you know i uh i mean not that the pastors here make it look like they're unreachable because you guys are the pastoral team here is incredible just real people so humble and that is projected every single time we see you folks but I think it's just easier for people that have been unchurched or maybe they're just coming to Harvest for the first time to see that these are just regular people that work on the job and have spouses and kids and whatnot, and there they are doing that this kind of counseling. Hey, maybe I can do the same. Joanne, anything on that? Well, it's interesting that you bring that verse up because as I was sitting there, I thought of that exact verse, and I just was so overwhelmed with gratitude that our church – would um, find that a priority and um, bring I, I know that it it took a lot of coordinating and a lot of effort to get the team out here and just thankful for Pastor Brian and, mm-hmm. and all of the team that coordinated everything and um, but I thought of that exact verse and I said thank I'm just thankful for a pastoral team that is equipping us that mm-hmm. it, that are helping us not only to help other people but to become more Christ-like ourselves, and in in the in the sessions, I kept thinking, "Man, this is so good! So many good things that I'm learning." And I, and I had to keep saying, "Oh wait, I'm supposed to be learning this to help someone else." Mm-hmm. And it really was just speaking to my heart, and um, I'm just so thankful for that opportunity. And I think that's what life is about, is as we help other people, God God is using whatever we open from His Word to help us as well. And um, I think Pastor Viers or one of the other pastors talked about that, that um, a good 
a good counselor is first a good counselee. And in order for us to counsel people through the Word of God, He has to be changing us. We can't um, expect to have biblical answers if we aren't in His Word. I think one of the, uh, if I may, the, one of the, the beautiful things about this whole counseling session is that, you know, in other um, uh, realms, you know, I heard this once in business, if it doesn't work at home, you can't export it. Right. So that if you take that literally, then it kind of makes it seem like you're paralyzed and there's nothing you can do until you get your, your life together. However, with this, it's like you can do it simultaneously. In other words, like Joanna said, it, it puts the pressure or the, it puts the desire in your heart that, you know, I want to clean myself up. I want to mm-hmm. get closer to the Lord and be more Christ-like. However, I don't have to wait until everything is cleared because it probably won't. Uh, if you do that, you'll be parked forever, uh, that you can go ahead and minister to other people in this fashion. It's really interesting what you guys, but both of you just said, because I felt the same thing as I evaluate the, evaluated the week, that one of the big takeaways for me from talking with people was this idea that, boy, this is something that I God's working in my life first. This is... You know, I'm just soaking it in. In fact, I had a number of conversations about this, but one in particular, I was talking to a a lady uh, with some family, and uh, she said, actually, it was just kind of uh, making conversation, and and I said, well, hey, how's your family? And I was just thinking about, you know, generally, how's your family? She said immediately to me, she said, "Um, I know now that it's me that needs to change. And I wasn't talking about, you know, what's going on in my family. I wasn't any, but in her mind, that was just like, well, my family's okay, but it doesn't matter about that because whatever's going on there, I know now that this starts here, right? That change really, really begins inside. Um, let me segue a little bit. Another really key part was uh, some a number of sessions on the family, on marriages, and then on uh, child raising, child rearing, specifically related to, the, the reality is that many times as people come to us with things that they're struggling with, that's often going to be a, at least a part of it and sometimes a key part of it. Uh, you guys have been married how, how many years now? 16. Okay. Any specific challenges for you guys in regard to your marriage or, or raising your children? I think, uh, I think every family's got their own type of challenges. Um, Again, I, I refer back to what I mentioned earlier about the counseling. I, I'm finding out that uh, as I'm rearing our kids and training them, I'm <laughs> I'm learning from what's coming out of my mouth. And uh, and um, one of the things that uh, I know one of the pastors had asked during the counseling seminar was, you know, um, how many of you parents out there in the last week apologized and said I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't raise my hand, but I was like, I just did that two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's becoming uh, easier for us to do now, and realizing that uh, you know I try to explain to our kids you know we're parents we're not perfect right and um, and so we're we're learning as we're going along but uh, willing to admit when we've made mistakes and then asking for their forgiveness you know I I heard Joanna doing that just the other day and um, the results it's amazing because you know they they don't nail you against the wall mm-hmm. they kind of look at you and like it's okay you know. Yeah. And uh, I said, you know, and uh, 
in 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 the Chamorro culture, that is completely outside the culture. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you know what I'm right, and this is the way it's going to be. And if I'm wrong, then maybe it's not just confined to the Chamorro culture. It could be universal. I think you're right. I think it's universal. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, you know if I'm wrong, then you're not going to hear about it, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to hear about it either. But uh, it's really humbling to be able to just say I'm sorry, you know, please forgive me. Um, so. Um, having three boys and one girl, obviously, um, um, it's it's uh, it gets interesting sometimes. Um, but our our children, they're very harmonious with each other. They they um, I've learned to get along and uh, understand that uh, mom and dad are doing the best that they can to to bring them up. You know, I think just um, that anytime I talk with our kids or I have to to instruct them in something how I just am overcome at the grace that our Heavenly Father shows us and how many times I don't show that amount of grace to our kids. And I'm just, the Lord uses our kids a lot to rebuke us and to just encourage us along the way. And I'm just thankful for our kids and um, just like Tony said, you know they they are very harmonious and um, but they're they are typical kids. You yeah. know sometimes they don't get along and and um, I'm thankful for those opportunities. How they were talking about you know, what you said about counseling is we are always counseling someone. Yeah. And in my life right now as a homeschool mom, I counsel it seems like all day long mm-hmm. with our kids and. Um, you know, just one thing that I, I told them this week is I said, you know, just just remember, a lot of kids go through times when, you know, teenagers, maybe they're not getting along with each other, and that's normal. But I said, we aren't here to be normal. We're here to be, to let our lights shine. And I said, if if we aren't different, what it, what are we showing the world about the gospel about how Jesus can change us and we're not perfect and we sin every day and we need God, need God's grace every day mm. but the world should be able to see um, that there's something different about us and we should want to um, draw people with with the beauty of Christ showing through us I was thinking about the same thing as Tony mentioned you know if I seek forgiveness uh, if I apologize to my kids, you know, they really do respond graciously. And that's, that is the thing, right? If there is a grace filled home, uh, the difference that it makes in every relationship, right? From kids to each other, they are going to make, uh, you know, mistakes. They're not always going to get along. Uh, we're not always going to be perfect to them. They're not going to respond perfectly to us. But if that home is just filled with grace and that becomes just the part of the culture, then all of these things we're able to work through together, and it's really a beautiful thing. And we, and we heard so much about that. One last thing, I think uh, one of you, maybe Joanna, you mentioned this, just the idea of the sufficiency of Scripture. And um, specifically, Tony, let me ask you this, in regards to the problems in life that we face, this came back to us, I think, over and over through the week that the Bible is enough in regard to no matter what the problems, the struggles in life, right? Yeah, I, you know, um, understanding, you know, what what Jesus has done for me, and I know we had 
private conversations before just about my testimony and, and how I came to know the Lord and realizing that, uh, um, you know, I went ahead and, and, and surrendered myself to the junk pile, mm. and he had the nerve to pull me out and refine mm. me and remodel me and make me a, you know, me a better. Um, and I thought to myself, he can do that for me. You know, he can do that for anybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, it's really a neat thing. Um, you know, I always tell people, you know, I mean, you go share the Lord with somebody, they can argue about your Lord all they want, but they can't refute what happened to you. Mm-hmm. That's your personal testimony. It's yours. You own it. And so I, I just look at, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense, obviously, when it's happening. Everything's much clearer in hindsight. But I tell people, you know what? <laughs> you have no idea what has happened to me and how God has just blessed me, you know, more than I, I, I deserve, you know, more than I deserve. And so I'm like, I don't care how bad it gets. You know, bring them back to Scripture and say, it, it, it's all here. And so my, you know, everyone has their own life verse. Mine's Numbers twenty three nineteen. You know, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Will he speak and not act? Will he promise and not fulfill? Mm. And my prayer has always been, Lord, I need you to help me to gravitate to that part of your character because I'm all over the place, but you're steadfast. Well, as a church, as Christians, as we try to help people, and there's a lot of stuff going on in our world, um, and everybody's facing s- challenges in their lives and as we try to help people it's really awesome to know that the answers to life can really can be found in the scriptures and we don't have to tell people well you know you just got to figure it out or you know we can there's hope and it's found in biblical principles of how we live our lives and uh, the bible's enough it's great for us to know it personally and then to be able to share that with others so Man, I wish we could talk about this some more. Maybe we will another time. Thank you guys uh, for your testimony um, and for joining us today and tell us a little bit about some of the things that God taught you this week. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. At this point in the program, we always want to personally invite you to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. There are two services Sunday morning, one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. During that 11 a.m. service, we have Japanese and Korean translation available. And it's also during the 11 a.m. service that we have a live stream. You can find that on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And remember this week, we're back at our Roman study, Romans 6, 1 through 4, the need for change. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.